In our studios, Sharon Partridge, representing the Adams County Soil and Conservation District, to talk about an opportunity in cooperation, I believe, with Brian Farm. That's correct. Welcome to our imaginary mountain, Sharon. (laughs) Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, obviously, the uh, precious soil and water is so important to life, sustaining, you know, in a safe way, uh, no doubt about it, for all of us. But farmers need to be able to farm. And, of course, uh, in livestock farming, you have waste. And you're here mm-hmm. to talk about a positive way to uh, continue the cycle of good soil mm-hmm. and, of course, responsible waste uh, handling. That's right. Um, the Adams County Soil and Water Conservation District, along with its partners, have been working for so many years to improve um, soil health and water quality. And one of the things that we keep hearing about these days is the connection to the St. Mary's River, which is down in our area here, and Lake Erie. And, and through that connection, the St. Mary's, the Maumee, into Lake Erie, we're finding that high phosphorus loads in the Maumee River water that enters the western basin of Lake Erie are causing tremendous algal blooms. And at times, those blooms are even toxic. And it's been very detrimental to water quality, aquatic health, and the economy in the Western Basin. Well, I know not that far from here in uh, Salina, Ohio, and um, that uh, part of Western Ohio, I think, you know, and that's the uh, the Grand Lake St. Mary right. is a reservoir. It's mm-hmm. not real deep, but it's pretty big. It's the largest, mm-hmm. I think, uh, inland body of water in the Buckeye State. And, of course, for many years of the last decade, really, I know they have battled that problem of the algae They have blooms. a very similar uh, problem down there as well. And um, so, so much research has gone on to determine what is happening to these water bodies and why. And um, an analysis of land use in the watershed for the rivers and lakes shows us that one of the problems is associated with primarily agricultural nutrients. I'm thinking more uh, phosphorus and nitrogen fertilizers. Mm -hmm. And so the bigger share of water quality problems associated with agricultural phosphorus do relate to commercial fertilizer and um, it's, it's very complicated, but in a nutshell, if it's over-applied to the land, it can very easily get into the water system when it rains. It washes off. It also leaves through tile. So, so that's the commercial fertilizer picture, and, and that's a big issue. And so many agencies with the farmers are working on that. A little bit smaller issue is um, the nutrients associated with animal waste. And um, so the project that I'm here to talk about today relates to that animal waste picture. And, of course, we are in the watershed that goes into Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. Yep, the St. Mary's River feeds into the St. Joe River in Fort Wayne. They become the Maumee and head on into the western basin of Lake Erie. I do know that uh, several, not too many years ago, but I know it was a summer problem in the Lake Erie western part of the Toledo water supply that affected thousands. Right, and although the ish, the algal blooms had been occurring prior to that, that was kind of the event that raised everyone's awareness because um, Toledo couldn't be really silent about it anymore. 
And so, so a lot of the um, emphasis on looking into the watershed to determine where is all this coming from it's, has been um, associated with people in Toledo because um, it, it really is hurting the economics of that area. And, of course, that's a tourist area yep. as well. Now, I know to help address the storage issues of the mm-hmm. manure, uh, Conservation Partnership mm-hmm. as a partner with Bryan Farms LLC mm-hmm. to construct an emergency lagoon, community lagoon here in Adams County. That's right. It's down by Monroe. And um, it is a great project. And actually, I've been in the world of conservation for a lot of years, over 30. And this is the first time that I have seen this type of an effort. So it's pretty exciting. That's great. And um So what is happening with these smaller operations that are not permitted by the state, by the Indiana Department of Environmental Management, they're they're not permitted facilities because they don't need permits based on the criteria set forth by the state. However, they still can have a lot of animals that generate a lot of waste. And so... There have been some problems associated with improper handling and disposal of that waste over the years. We've probably heard about some even more recently last summer, some issues of waste leaving a lagoon and entering the nearby stream directly. So, Again, in our studios at WCBD, I'm interviewing Sharon Partridge of the Adams County Soil and Water Conservation District about the uh, availability now to protect the uh, soil and water in the area with the Community Emergency Lagoon, and it's a project uh, in cooperation with the uh, farm, uh, Bryan Farms LLC, but right here in Adams County. And But why wouldn't an operation, uh, Sharon, that generates animal waste in large quantities, of any quantity, really dispose of it properly? Well, I think that there's three possibilities for why that happens. And one of them might be that there is a lack of understanding of the water quality consequences that it causes. And so soil and water conservation districts are wonderful at providing educational programs to help people raise their knowledge on um, what is the proper um, disposal methods and, and why is it so important to water quality and soil health. So that may be one. Um, Certainly another one is that the operation where the animals are does not have enough area to store the waste. So that tends to be a big problem. And then the other possibility is that um, when they can get the waste out onto the crop fields where crops can utilize it, they simply don't have enough acres available to spread it. And so because of those issues, it's really important to have things like the Community Emergency Lagoon available to these operators so that they can move that waste at the time and in the manner that they need to. Now for agribusiness uh, producers that have livestock operations uh, in, within the sound of our voice, but certainly here in Adams County, uh, what do they need to do to learn how they can benefit? Well, the um, Soil and Water District is a great place to start. Just go ahead and give them a call, and their phone number is 260-724-4124, and they're at extension 3. And uh, any of the folks there would be glad to talk to people about the Community Emergency Lagoon Project. But also, um, they certainly can contact Eric Bryan directly. 
he is the lead on that project for Bryan Farms. And I might mention that the exact location of that lagoon is 2460 South, 400 East, near Monroe. So pretty much in the center of Adams County then. Mm -hmm. Now, I see that there are plans in the works for the construction of possibly a second private lagoon? There is, and um, that is going to be a little further north of this project, but at this time, I don't have a lot of details to share on that, but folks down in that area who are excited about the possibility of using the lagoons, um, and they want to travel as short a distance as possible, they will have another option uh, early this year. Now, there'll be meetings uh, about this on the way, possibly? Right. I'm going to be doing four small group meetings around the area of, of where the lagoon is at, and that may be at someone's um, meeting room at their farm or a, a restaurant in the area, and I'll invite the public to come out and learn more. So watch for more information on those. And also, the Soil and Water District and its partners have an event February 5th called Ag Extravaganza, it's at 6.30 at the Knights of Columbus building. And um, there will be an opportunity there to learn a little more about this project and lots of other things. Well, I know here in Adams County, the Soil and Water Conservation District has been very proactive on uh, getting the information out. And we already have a um, news release about the Ag Extravaganza annual event. And it's always well attended. And so mm -hmm. you can really get a lot of mileage out of uh, getting the information out through that event itself. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for people. But again, if they can't attend that, um, like I say, we will have some small group meetings. And also they can call that or drop by the Soil and Water Conservation District anytime. And the staff there would be glad to fill them in. And I believe that's 975 South 11th Street in Decatur. So mm -hmm, that's correct. Anything else you want to share with us? No, just that I appreciate the opportunity to share the information. You know, our main hope is that um, as we raise awareness about water quality problems associated with animal waste, that um, people will seek out more information. Also, uh, take a closer look at what their impacts are and um, take steps in the right direction to make sure that their operations are um, Con, you know, conservation-oriented and uh, protecting water quality and soil health at all times. Earth-friendly. That's right. <laughs> um, and Sharon, off the air, we had talked about uh, you had visited at Rome City, the home, former home of author and really ahead of her time, uh, Jean Stratton Porter, the uh, <laughs> world-renowned author, naturalist, nature yep. photographer. I'm a big fan. And, of course, uh, she was here for over 20 years mm -hmm. in uh, Geneva in the south, southern part in the community, and they have a real, her cabin. Uh, is still there and been preserved. Uh, Friends mm -hmm. of the Limberlost and uh, Limberlost Remembered groups have uh, worked and they continue to meet and work and raise funds for which they've reclaimed thousands of uh, wetland areas mm -hmm. in uh, Adams and northern Jay County. And the and it's just been a an outdoor-like uh, laboratory for students. Uh, they bring busloads of students from Ohio and here in Indiana mm -hmm. for trips to uh, visit the state historic site and the visitor center, and in some cases, I know college students as well, study the uh, wetlands that have been preserved. Mm -hmm. So that's a really educational in saving our water and uh, preserving the natural resources. It, it sure is, and wetland restoration is um, another piece of the conservation puzzle when we talk about um, healthy water and um, healthy soils. You know, having been part of a, a swamp 
you know, for so long in history, and then having that swamp drained to serve agricultural purposes, in many places that's worked out just fine. But in some places, it's more appropriate to go ahead and go back to wetlands. Well, I know uh, they reclaimed some land just south of Geneva that's on the west side of U.S. 27 that would flood every year more than once. And in Mm -hmm. fact, right now it is. But they planted, it has to be thousands of trees there. And that woods has grown up in just 10 years, amazingly. Mm -hmm. And so that was through... uh, donated and volunteer work and funding from people who care, including those groups that I mentioned. And what a great resource. Yeah, so, well, thanks again, Sharon Parkridge. Thank you. Talking about the opportunity for the lagoon that uh, you can learn more about through the Adams County Soil and Water Conservation District.